Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of TicketingPodcast.com, where ticketing experts reveal their secrets and share their insights. My name is Karl-Erik Moberg. Guest today is Manal Smith, Head of Ticketing at The 100 at England and Wales Cricket Board. Feel free to listen in. I really enjoy the conversation with Manal. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning on to this episode of TicketingPodcast.com. This is the bonus episode. My name is Karl-Erik Moberg, and I'm the host of this podcast. Today's guest is Manal Smith, up until recently, head of ticketing at England and Wales Cricket Board's Cricket Tournament, The 100, and now head of ticketing at Sale GP. It's a pleasure to have you as our guest, Manal. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. So for the listeners who came straight to this bonus episode, can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and, and how you started uh, or ended up in ticketing? Yeah, of course. Um, so it goes back all the way to London 2012. Um, originally, I went into the comms department and was kind of public liaison information officer. So I worked across the organisation, including with ticketing, because that was one of the hot, hot topics, um, of course, for London 2012 back in 2009. Um, so worked with those guys um, and then there was an opportunity to move across to ticketing, which I jumped at quite quickly um, and kind of started ticketing back then um, from around 2009-2010, um, initially managing the outsourced call centre who were managed by Ticketmaster uh, who, and as our ticketing partner and working on all the public information that you saw around tickets uh, for London 2012. So that's how I started um, my own journey into ticketing. I mean, London is a huge city, right? And uh, London Olympics was the talk of the city or talk of the town, to put it that way. And everyone was probably talking about it. How was it to sit on the inside when everyone was focused on this event? Um, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it was probably no better feeling. I didn't tell everybody where I worked and I certainly did not tell them that I worked in ticketing for London 2012. Um, but no, it was a great opportunity. I think it was something where you saw a city and not just a city, but a nation come together um, mm. around the anticipation and kind of what the games was going to bring and everything and kind of how that built up. Um, so yeah, over that period of sort of just over three years while I was there, it was just such a phenomenal experience to be part of. Mm, incredible, um, and um, I guess uh, the uh, the event by itself was fantastic, and as you said, brought London or maybe UK the world together. You started your career here, right, at London yep. 2012 Olympics. You were interested in ticketing from the beginning, but what in ticketing in that event? made you want to continue in ticketing? Why did you enjoy it so much? Um, again, do you know, I think we've, we've touched on that a couple of times. Ticketing is something you fall into, and you once you, you go in, you either stay there or you, or you kind of get out quite quickly. I was hooked. I was I was hooked by it from the get-go. Um, I love the fact of the the opportunities and how you get to you get to build something from scratch. You get to build not only what from pricing, from a concept and a strategy, through to creating prices, through to building a system, through to looking at that end-to-end -end customer journey. And the journey, the journey starts for a fan when they buy the ticket. It's actually how do you take them on the journey from buying, you know, finding out about the event, securing their ticket and that excitement through to the communication and the and the comms that they receive pre-match, pre pre-event. -pre as well as taking them through and actually look, walking into a venue and looking at a packed stadia 
and realizing that something that you started working on, you know, year, years ago, actually the the final product is a packed stadium of people waiting to watch and watch whatever whatever session they bought is a phenomenal experience, especially on London 2012. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. And uh, um, we've we, we've uh, on our guests, we've had uh, a lot of different ticketing managers, um, different perspectives on, on ticketing. And, and one of the things we've been asking them on, on on how to get the ticket, how to get the ticket for these amazing events. And I guess that's why you didn't publicly announce that you had tickets for the London <laughs> London twenty twelve. But but what's the secret to 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 how should you approach such a massive event or an event that's going to be sold out quickly? Um, look, I think planning is key. Sign up to all your you know your the date the um sort of the database to make sure you're the first to hear about ticketing news. Mm. I think as well, there are going to be situations and there are going to be events where demand far outstrips supply. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes it's also for London 2012, I think one of the key was, you know, everybody might have wanted to go to the opening ceremony or the closing ceremony or an athletic session. But mm. actually what London 2012 was about was if you couldn't get a ticket to those sessions, you could still be a part of it. So don't worry about the ticket coming, you know, enjoy the experience be that at football or any other sport that was going on you know the equestrian sports anything there was an opportunity for people up and down the country to be involved um i think around around um how do you secure those tickets look being first to know about them being there early on and everything and everything putting yourself in the best position to secure those tickets signing up to you know the pre-sales etc but sometimes unfortunately when you've got you know, 10 people bidding for one ticket when demand is that extreme. Sometimes there is an element of luck as well. Mm. So in a marketing mix, uh, when you mm. work with marketing to market the event, one of the first thing you do is then probably send out uh, an email to your, mm-hmm. your, your followers, right? Uh, and yeah. I guess if you're one of those followers, then you have an opportunity to come in front of the queue or skip, not skip the queue, but get in front of the queue. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look, sign up. So you've signed up to your, your marketing. You've got that. You're part of the um, that fan base already. I think something that, for example, you know, there are specific pre-sales. We've done it. Probably just touching on the hundred. So people who who attended in in twenty two, the you know, have the first opportunity to purchase it for the twenty three tournament. So that secures your place as a fan, and you know how the opportunity and the access that you get, and that comes with with time and and as you as you build your fan base. So I think it's staying abreast of that, staying you know, making sure you're key, you're plugged in. Look at the social channels and everything because stuff gets released in different ways by all different organizers. So I think just seeing it as plugged in as possible and um, giving yourself every opportunity. We've also asked for some crazy attempts. What's the craziest attempts people have seen uh, from people who wants to wants to get tickets? Uh, do you have any stories on that? Or um, I, I suppose, like a lot of ticketing people, there are a lot. Of a lot of my phone starts to ping when there are certain events coming up. So you, you ignore a lot of people on LinkedIn and and uh, your phone and WhatsApp and Facebook, et cetera, who are asking for tickets. Um, I mean, years ago, I can remember kids turning up at an event. I can't remember if it was, I can't remember what the event was. They turned up and they'd saved up money and they bought, rightly or wrongly, from a ticket tout outside and they bought one hospitality package and there were two or three of them, and they thought that they could buy this package. One would go in for a little while, then they'd come out, and then they'd swap the ticket, and another one would go in, and then they'd go in for a little while and come out. And then, 
and yeah, um, having to explain um, mm. a hospitality manager having to explain how that worked, why they couldn't do that, and never ever buy tickets from someone standing outside an event. Um, but you felt that you felt for them because they, do you know what? They just wanted to see the artist. Yeah. It was pure fandom. They just wanted to be a part of it, however mm. they could. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, it, it is. It has excitement written all over it. Really, it's. Uh, it's true. And all, of all the questions we've had, we've only found one backdoor to get the, the best tickets, and that is to choose a career within ticketing. That's the only way. <laughs> but if you are so, and you've uh, you've done so, Manal, uh, uh, what would you recommend people to do if if that's a career move they want to take? There's no formal education out there for ticketing. How should they approach it? Um, do you know what? A lot of people have started in in box office work, you know, working at a venue, um, stewards, match day stewards, you know, football and stuff like that, and having any opportunity. Box office is a great way to get through all call centres. Mm. Um, and kind of, I think, comes back to being open to the opportunities. You know, I've seen for a lot of the guys who I've worked with, um, the ones who do really well, the ones who are like, I'll stay late or I'll help this. And, you know, when you're in trouble and you're there's mud everywhere and, you know, you're having problems with an accident, control solution or you're having problems because ticketing you we've got wi-fi issue the ones that will just kind of jump in do anything um always be open just take the opportunity whatever it is whatever's presented to you because you'll always learn from it and i think the, it, the networking because someone will remember you so that ticket manager will remember you and they'll be like do you remember the kid that we had at the box office who just literally went above and beyond can we bring them back or we've got a role or you know i think that as well word of mouth yeah. um helps phenomenally so i think Never say no to an opportunity if if possible, um, and just yeah, throw yourself in and get involved. Great. So you described a way in through the box office, but you also set some criteria for success, right? To be engaged <laughs> and to follow up, and don't leave too early. Stay back and and make sure everything is okay before you you go home, right? Look, where possible. Look, there's times, but I think yeah, just uh, just making sure that you. Enjoy it as well. Talk to the customers, talk to the fans. Make sure it's not just it's not just a transaction if you're selling a ticket at a box office. You can still build a rapport with that customer because you're their first touch point for the event if they're turning up and buying that ticket. The journey starts with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And finally then, uh, Manal, to touch a little bit and to discuss the 100, which you worked and which you built a part of building up, mm -hmm. uh, which is an incredible story in itself. There's people out there who haven't yet attended a cricket match, mm -hmm. and they should. Right? I think we can agree on that. Um, where would the right place be to? Where should they start? Is 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 the hundred uh, the right place? But obviously, I'm biased. I sit here with a hundred t-shirt. A hundred percent. I think. Look, I would say head over to the hundred.com, sign up, have a look at you know all of the matches. You know, it's across eight cities. There's a great opportunity to come along, be a part. Um, Tickets are affordable. They're an accessible price point. You know, they start at £5 for kids from, you know, 6 to 15-year-olds. Um, I think it's a great family day out, a great day out, not just for families, but, you know, for everybody who wants to come along and attend. You don't necessarily have to be a cricket fan. It's great for cricket fans. But even if you've never been to a cricket match before, there's something there for everybody. Mm. So definitely come along, take in a match and enjoy a day out. And I'm sure more people will. Thank you so much, Manal. Uh, it's been great to have you here as well on this bonus episode. 
for some, some tips on what to do if you want to pursue a, a career in ticketing. Mm-hmm. And also if you want good tickets, which we, we touched on. You've listening uh, been listening to the theticketingpodcast.com, uh, where today's guest has been Manal Smith. Uh, up until recently, head of ticketing at England and Wales Cricket Boards Cricket Tournament, the 100. There's two versions of this podcast. Uh, it's the one that you've just been listening to. This is the short and sweet version. Uh, and there is also another uh, version. Let's call it the industry expert version. Uh, so if you would like to hear more from Anal, you should check out that episode as well. Um, and I have to say that was super interesting and a great, great conversation. So I really recommend you do if, you, if you're interested in the topic. Uh, you'll find it uh, at the very same platform as you found this one. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, TicketCo, and for powering the ticketingpodcast.com. Until next time, see you. <laughs>